Hi, I'm Leslie Adamas, and welcome to Race Forward, a weekly podcast on God and race relations. This is a progressive, faith-filled conversation that will anger you, encourage you, and equip you. Thanks again for joining us today. You picked a great day to listen in. Here is my friend and the host of Race Forward, Pastor Chuck Allen. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Race Forward, God in Race Relations. As always, I've got my uh, two dear friends, Karan Boston and Mal Manessis, going to join us, and we're going to have a conversation today about wars and generals, in particular, history. It's interesting today, history is a big deal. Revisionist history seems to be a big deal, and how we see that could be a big deal. But as we look toward wars and generals, one of the things that most of America really wants to know is what kind of weaponry was used for you when you were a kid when you were getting a spanking. So uh, let me let me just get started. <laughs> My mom took a bolo paddle. I know y'all don't remember what that is, but it was one of those paddles that had a rubber band and a ball attached to it. And you tried to, oh, she I had do. two of those bad boys and she wrapped it up in duct tape. And when she swung that thing, man, it was brutal. I mean, Ooh. dad was bad with the belt, but golly, man, that bolo paddle, I hated that thing. Dang. And, uh, but Karan, I bet you were, uh, I bet you were a timeout baby, were you? If by timeout you mean take timeout to pick your teeth off the ground, then yes, I was a timeout baby. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I had a few of those too. Uh, Mal, were you, were, did, did your parents look at you and say, sweet little Mal, go over to the corner and think about what you've done wrong? Yeah, everybody's a winner. No, 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 no. My dad had the thickest leather belt you can imagine. And whenever Ooh. dad wasn't there, my mom would grab the iron cord and, and oh, just wreck me or throw whatever yeah. she had. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I gotta tell you, I, I, I got, I remember I'm old enough to know that when you would go to school and mess up that you got, you got licks at school. I can remember in high school, I could hear it. I can hear it right now over the, uh, over, over the sound system in school, the speaker, it would say, uh, Chuck Allen report to Mr. Murray's office in the attendance, uh, wing. And I'd go over there to fourth hall, man. And he would just light me up with five licks with that big old wooden paddle. I mean, it was just brutal. I mm. mean, it's almost like I could predict them, and I started wearing extra underbreeches just to give me a little pad, you know. But they they still hurt. Karan, uh, did you ever get one at school? You're too young for that, aren't you? Nah, sir. Listen, if a teacher put their hand on you, you got a court case. And coming up in the era that I grew up in. But look, I'm gonna go out on the limb and say that I don't know specifically. I don't know any black or brown children that are timeout babies. And so y'all gonna have Amen. to help me understand that one for yeah. sure. Well, I, I joined y'all on that one. I don't really get it either. So let me transition real quick and say, uh, let's talk about history a little bit. Uh, Mal, when you were growing up, what was your what's your favorite thing you learned in school about history? Man, and and uh, contrary to what people may think, it's not Alamo. Uh, <laughs> man, I man, I used to love hearing about World War II and the industry, steel industry, and, and everything that was going on and how women took over that. I had, a, a, of course, a lady teacher, and she was very adamant about telling us about that. And I thought it was fascinating how men yeah. were doing their part out, you know, fighting for their countries, and women in the U.S. had taken over industry. And to, my, yeah. to me, it was just mind-blowing. That's good. Mm-hmm. Karan, you, you got a favorite uh, learning that came out of a history class for you? 
Bro, I did not excel in my history class, but I will say I remember that one segment where we went through the amendments and I got to sing that song about the bill becoming sing a law. Y'all remember that school I think our people rock? would love to hear you sing. Go I'm and just sing a it. bill, on, simply a little bill, and mm. I'm sitting mm. on Capitol Hill. Mm. That was my junk right yeah. there, man. I, I still can't tell you the rest of the words, but that was my, yeah, that was my song. I just started beatboxing with you, man. We were just getting going. I, I remember my kids <laughs> learning that song. That's good stuff. I, you know, it's, it, it is interesting to me that um, I love history. I still love history. I still love to read about history. I was captivated as a kid about D-Day, uh, mm. but, but then I was really captivated by Vietnam. Uh, because I can remember being a boy and, uh, in, in church and they would uh, list off the names of soldiers that had died that week and pray in for their families. And uh, it was such a real thing. And I look back and I just grieve for those families because I'm not sure that we, uh, we had a reason to be over there fighting. And if you've never seen Ken Burns' special on Vietnam, boy, you really ought to watch it. It'll give you a whole other perspective on that. But, you know, Quran, I was fascinated by and still am uh, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And one of the people I was most fascinated about, I'd read a book called Of Wars and Generals back some time ago, and I was captivated by Stonewall Jackson. And, um, you know, I, I, when I read some of those stories, I'm fascinated about it. When I was a kid, well, a little kid in early elementary, I went to school in Rhode Island, and the, the teaching I got on the Civil War there was that, uh, that, that, you know, the Union soldiers were fighting for the rights of black men and women and to, to end slavery. Then when I moved back south toward the end of my elementary school days in the middle and high school, uh, it was more about, quote, states' rights, end quote. You know, m- most of the states' rights were about slavery, but mm-hmm. it was positioned so radically different. Sometimes that reminds me a little bit of what we see today and uh, what it means for history and how we teach it and how we celebrate it, what we celebrate and what we don't, what we memorialize and what we don't. And uh, so give me an idea as a young black guy watching all of this happen in America today. Uh, what what does that look like and feel like and how, how do you experience that? Yeah, man. So specifically right now, man, everybody is uh, looking at Confederate monuments a certain way. And I know we did an episode on this, but we want to talk a little bit even more about that. And uh, I just got to give you guys a little bit more of a background about Confederate monuments. When I see those as a black man, right, I see this as something that our nation celebrates, which is the whole purpose of the Celebrate Good Times series. We want to take a look at things that we celebrate and figure out if they are destructive or not. And so um, I see these statues erected. Most of them took place uh, in between the years of of 1909, right? Uh, And about 1920. So y'all know what else was going on around that time? The foundation of the NAACP. And like, as you look at those statues and look at the time frames where these schools are being named after Confederate soldiers and generals and statues are erected by after Confederate soldiers and generals, you see a lot of times the spark and when these things were erected with movements that took place for black people, for Hispanic people pushing for a more united America across cultures. And so to me, that looks more like a reaction thing. Or let me remind you what place you're in 
instead of a let me really honor a great man who has done something to push all of America to the same place. Hmm. So, uh, Mal, how do you how do you jump into that conversation and have that conversation? See, and from the Latino perspective, and and this has no reflection on um, the respect I have for African Americans, black, uh, white people. Uh, we were taught not to hate Spaniards because they came to our land and conquered us. And you know, you you go through Central America and, and lots of places in South America, and you'll see, you know, Columbus and Américo Vespucci and and other conquistadors that that came to the American continent. And uh, basically took our gold and, and killed our tribes and, and did all that. And, and uh, you're, you're taught to see those statues as historical wealth and never, never to say anything against that. So I, I, I get why they're doing it and the motivation behind that um, and, and the way they're doing it. I'm not saying I agree 100%. But for me, it, culturally speaking, I, I, I find it very, very, um, very hard to understand, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think part of part of the, uh, you know, I look at um, listening to both you guys and then, um, you know, I, I try to stay up to speed on everything that's happening. I guess what I fear is um, that history is something we're to learn from, both mm-hmm. both what we're to learn mm-hmm. in, in a positive fashion and what we're not to repeat. Right. Um, I fear we're becoming a people that can, if we're not careful, be so afraid of what went wrong in history that we won't try to learn from it and keep it before us uh, in the right light. And the problem is, as you guys have both kind of alluded to, history in and of itself is in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Uh, history is not unlike art. Uh, mm-hmm. if, you, uh, if, if you're a person that believes in uh, socialism, uh, then, then you're you're going to see that you're going to see the USSR in a different light mm-hmm. that I would see it in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a person who is uh, anti-Semitic, then you're going to see Hitler in a different light than yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. But I do believe what what history proved to us in uh, Hitler's reign and the Nazis and and the despicable things they were a part of taught us as a world let us never allow that to happen again yeah and so it's not right. as though we try to remove it from history and i don't hear you saying quran remove it i i think what i hear you saying is let's make sure it's it's correct and let's make sure that truth stands on its own now and i'll go even further and say let's make sure it's in its proper place because i think also what we learn from hitler and nazi germany is we learn what a nation looks like when it actually repents. I don't go there and see any statues of Hitler. I don't go there and see any swastikas posted on the side right. of buildings. I don't go there and see any schools named after Joseph Stalin. Like these right. are things that you don't see. However, in America, it's hey, let's leave this out there because it was good for our country. But I doubt that that is actually why it's there at this point. You know, if right. it's in a museum, then then so be it. Praise God. If it's in a history book, so be it. Praise God. But as a people who actually think that, okay, I love and I I want every American to feel like this place is for them, then I don't see the statues presence, the schools names presence, the lake names presence. as the way to communicate that don't you think and well i say don't you think that's a leading question what do you guys think (laughs) when in regard to um 
how how has Hollywood, social media, uh, how have those how have those forces played into how we at times memorialize socially, but we don't necessarily teach the same memorialization historically. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, because I feel sometimes like Hollywood has uh, swung on both ends of this, mm. where uh, it, it feels as though if it'll sell a ticket, let's tell it that story. But I don't think, I think we need to be cautious as a, uh, I, th- I think we ought to be cautious as a, as a nation and as a people that we don't allow uh, Hollywood writers or social media determine our true history, good or bad. I, I let me jump in here real quick. I, I think that that's one of the biggest problems, uh, Chuck. That uh, people get their history and get their their knowledge from social media, and and they get it from the internet. And a lot of the people that are out there, I was watching this interview on this guy's channel on YouTube uh, from one of the guys that was out there graffitiing or defacing and doing all that stuff. Uh, and they're just ignorant. They're just being fed off of, you know, one or two other guys that have a strong opinion on it. And they're just mobilizing bunches, you know, hundreds of other guys that have no idea what they're doing. They're just there to destroy stuff. And it's just that collective madness. You know? So I think ignorance is, is one of the key problems here. Yeah. So one of my big takeaways, guys, as we try to wrap this segment in this episode today, one of my big takeaways on this is that when we look at history, one of the things I believe uh, God did for us as he created us was he gave us the greatest computer ever developed within our brains. And I believe he wants us to use our brain. And so uh, I just, I just want to encourage all of us that we are a people that must learn to think and have a voice that is built on a conviction that is within us, not uh, what we read from somebody else or whatever, whatever somebody else tells us to, to do. A week mm. or so ago when I spoke at a commencement address, one of the things I told those uh, graduates were, you got to find a voice and you got to use a voice, but to be able to do so, you've got to determine who you are. Mm. And uh, I would just say whether you're black, Latino, Asian, uh, old white guy, whatever, Never, never park your brain. I, I heard this Quran someday was back, and then we'll wrap. What uh, it, when you when you surrender your willingness to learn, you've surrendered your right to lead. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I feel like part of this, when it comes to history, is not about what we're trying to cancel or eliminate. It's about mm-hmm. can we learn truth and can we learn from truth? And that to me sounds like a very uh, Christ-like, Christ-honoring way in which we're to take history and put it to use. So, Quran, give us a goodbye. Yeah. Man, I want to tell you guys this. I, my grandfather uh, was a Vietnam War vet, and there is a ton of stories that come along uh, with that war and a ton of people there that he fought side by side with uh, that we should absolutely stand and clap for and honor every single chance we get. However, when we look in these wars and we look at these generals, there are clearly some of them that were on the wrong side with their ideology. Mm-hmm. And so my challenge is like, let us like as a nation, not champion people who fought to keep others oppressed, because if they won, then Mao, Chuck, Ethan, I, we would not yeah. be able to sit in a room like this and have this kind of conversation. And right. I did misspeak. 
um, we saw the biggest spike. I said 1909, but we saw the biggest spike between 1896 and 1920. And the mm. start of 1896 was Plessy versus Ferguson, which we know was a, a box separation, but equal. And then all the way through the 1909 era and everything. And so these statues very much so didn't feel like a chance for America to honor but it felt like a chance for America to remind those who were fighting to be equal now. Yeah. Who's still around, who's still in charge. Yeah. Yeah. A good word. Mal, give us goodbye. Adios guys. Thank you again for tuning in. My challenge is uh, give love a chance and uh, always, always um, study hard, get your facts right. Yeah. Very good. You know, one of the things that we know we learned from uh, Congressman John Lewis is that hate is too big a burden to carry. So lay it down and pick up love. Folks, we're so grateful you joined us for another episode of Race Forward. Look forward to uh, next week tackling uh, Hollywood and Wakanda forever. I can't wait to talk with you a little bit, Karan, about the Black Panther, man. It was a great film, but I think it represented more than a great film. Folks, thanks for joining us, and we look forward to chatting with you again next week. God bless you. Go in peace. Peace.